business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It's exactly six minutes past 12. And today for me is quite an exciting day. I remember many, many years ago, I was newly married and we were looking for a medical aid and we introduced to this really new maverick company called Discovery. And they were doing things differently and they had a complicated section where you had savings and then you had this and then you had that. And the guys looked at me and said, this is the way of the future. Please sign here. And I sort of looked at him and it's been a very pleasant 26 year journey. Um, you know, it's been at times challenging, not understanding them changing the rules or moving the goalposts, so to speak, or they would just say evolving and growing and morphing into something year by year, constantly being on the cutting edge. But this is not about discovery. This is about another maverick, a truly South African maverick that has looked at the whole marketplace of short-term insurance and turn around and said, something has to be done differently. And from the press release and from the, the person sitting in front of me, the colorful, out-of-the-box sort of individual that I, that I think I'm seeing, it's all about insurance being a grudge purchase. And how do we maximize that which people are spending to their benefit? Yes, you can pay any insurer in the company the correct premium for the correct risk. Should the event happen, you'll be covered. But what happens if you're not going to claim? Then you just pay and you pay and you pay and the resentment builds and builds and builds. And from my experience, that creates a very toxic cocktail because people turn around and say, well, nothing's happened. It's costing me a fortune. Don't need this rubbish. Cancel it. Drive out the driveway and they get taken out and all of a sudden they haven't got insurance and now you can't backpedal all because the sentiment was wrong. So in studio with me is Motada Mohamba, who's the CEO and founder of Solvency. Welcome to High FM. Thank you very much. Evie. Great. It's great to have you here. You were nodding your way through my promo. So I obviously understood what you're trying to do. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I mean, the moment you spoke about what happened way back in 1992, then I was like, you certainly understand what we're trying to do. Fantastic. And that really wasn't a promo for discovery. It was a promo for you. Um, Mutada, take us back to the very, very beginning. Let's maybe just spend the next two, three minutes. Who are you? Where do you come from? You're clearly a, a South African kid. Sure who grew up here, went through varsity, became an actuary. But tell us a little bit more about yourself so you can paint the landscape as to who you are. Sure. I mean, um, my name is Matoda, as mentioned. Um, I was actually born in Venda, uh, the northernmost part of the country. That's still South Africa, by the way. It's still South Africa. Below the Limpopo. Yeah, yeah, just just before (laughs) the Popo River. (laughs) Um, And uh, I left there when I was two. I was pretty much nomadic. Uh, my dad is a pastor, okay. so every three years we kept moving from one place to another. So I lived in Botswana, but pretty much arrived in Soweto when I was five and spent uh, pretty much all my time there until I went to Vitz. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a township boy, uh, grew up in Soweto, understand the people very well. And hence, I guess it's always been a passion for mine, of mine to actually then solve people's problems, even in financial services. This is going to sound not all that PC, but yeah, I need to appreciate where I'm coming from. I come from the area around See. here. 
you come from Soweto. Yeah. Actuarial science yeah. is not a common <laughs> profession for a kid growing up in the township. Yes. Um, funny enough, my, my sister was studying computer science at WIT. Right. And I actually went to a technical high school in Auckland Park, John Orr. Uh, oh, okay. Technical high. Is it still called John Orr it's today? It's still called John Orr. Okay. Um, and I was doing technical electronics, but come my metric year, I just fell out of love with chemistry. And, uh, you know, so whereas the path was to become an electrical engineer, then my sister, knowing more about what happened in the School of Mathematical Sciences, she just said, look, there's some people who are very good at maths. She doesn't know what they do. Go and chat to the career guidance people there. And they can help you to choose a career. And that's how I got into the actuarial science uh, street. I need to pick this a little bit more because <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. It's a bit of a walk down memory lane. And it's the history of John Orr, who himself was a phenomenal, fascinating Quite. guy. Quite. But Craig's getting upset with us because we're 30 seconds late. Craig, <laughs> take us to the shops. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 at High FM. It's 11 minutes past 12. Well, Tato, we're going to run out of time. I can tell you that now. So um, if we don't finish everything, sure. then we're going to have to come back. Because what I love about the show is, number one, we've got a lot more time than most business shows. But it's not just about the business. It's mm-hmm. the people behind the business. Because we, quite frankly, are living in a milieu now in South Africa of despondency, of frustration, of anger. I think, thank God, we've got over the... Tribalism and racism that was very, very iconic of the Zuma era. Mm-hmm. And South Africans have just risen above that nonsense and we sort of normalized again. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but it's not at the fore every time you turn sure. the news on. But it's crucial to young people listening to the show, to parents listening to the show, to appreciate that there is an advantage that certain people have. Mm. And one has to really, really take advantage of that. Mm. Number two is that there is such hope. There is such an a, a unbelievable development happening out there from people from the most unlikely backgrounds. Sure. Nomadic background, as you said. Sure. Growing up in Soweto. Okay, Soweto of the 80s wasn't Soweto of the 70s. Sure. But still, it sure. wasn't exactly hard park. You went to a technical high school, John Orr, which was a good technical high school in those days. But also, again, um, the public would – or I viewed it when I was in school mm. as if you were in a technical school, then you're one of those oaks that you didn't want to meet in the park because you're going to get donut because <laughs> that was their strength. And uh, yet if you met them in the classroom, there wasn't much competition. Mm. But you went on to do actuarial science straight out of high school. Yeah. Um, and that was purely on, on merit, purely on the sure, results that you no, got. Definitely. Okay. Did you know what you were doing when you started? No. Um, you know, I, I think about it because kids nowadays, they've got at least the advantage of bring a boy or a girl child to work and, you know, we take them through the corridors of what we do. Um, all the years I was at Vitz, I never met any actuaries until I got to my first day on the job. At Alexander Forbes, um, that was the first time ever knowing even know what we do. Uh, you know, so you just study the curriculum and <laughs> hope for the best. What did you tell your goggle, yeah, so to oh, speak, oh, when you went to home and she said to you, "My boy, uh, what are you doing at university? You're a doctor, eh?" And you look at no, mom, grand, or whatever. I'm, I'm doing. No, I mean, sums. You, 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 I mean, my goggle is too much. Even my parents. <laughs> uh, my parents still don't know. All they do is just say, we, "We're praying for you." 
but you know, to try and break it down into what I do, you know, at least I think short-term insurance is a lot closer to home yes. because at least people do own. Uh, my my dad does own a car, so at least you do understand that every day he is paying a premium. So the least I could just say is, look, I determine the premium you pay. Fair enough. You know, and and that's simple enough for them at least to understand what I do. Okay, then you got into Alexander Forbes and you moved from building to building as yeah. they did down the road. Sure. I know because we had the building across the road uh-huh. and it was nice to watch. And they had a grand, great, great, great canteen at one time. And I even did an honors course. I did my CFP honors. Um, the lectures were in the Alexander Forbes buildings okay. at night. How long were you there for? What was your career there like? Um, I was there for two years. Um, it was beautiful. You know, um, I started as a you know, back then, Alexander Forbes wanted to merge the pension funds consultants with uh, people with an actuarial training to 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 like merge the two into one 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 skill set. And uh, looking back, you know, having done some consulting work, pension fund consulting work, the ability to take minutes, um, uh, rebroke um, uh, um, every annual uh, renewal for the for the pension fund, and really that gave me structure. Uh, that uh, allowed me to appreciate governance because that's when actually trustees now could actually be sued in their own personal. You know, so it, it really introduced me to financial services and what the industry really means for people in terms of its integrity and ensuring that it always is looking after the needs of the consumer. So that was that was fun. I was there for two years, but it was just the first job I got. You know, so my passion, I guess, even from varsity, I like the statistical part of it, which talks to short-term insurance. Um, when I bought my car, I could not get insurance. In fact, the premium was more than the installment. <laughs> I'm like, hang on, something, what's happening here? Without giving names, <laughs> is it the same car that you're driving now? It's the same car I'm driving now. Okay. I'll speak to you off air, but there's, there's something about that brand and a certain location in this country. The actual, seriously, the actual models is off the scale. Sure. They are ups, absolutely sure. off the scale. Sure, sure, you know, so, so I guess then I just wanted to get to understand the actual, you know, how do you price this thing? How do you model this thing? Um, and, uh, you know, ever since I've never looked back, you know, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the short term sphere. I was at Apps Insurance for five years. Um, uh, end up heading up the pricing team for Moto, Commercial, and Agri. Um, then the next five years I spent at uh, Momentum Metropolitan Holdings now. So it was MMI then. MSTI. Um, MSTI. That's my old stable. Is it? Yeah. So I was the head of analytics there um, and uh, uh, for about three years. Who was the CEO at the time that you were there? It's Brent Pretorius. Yeah, Pretorius. He's still the CEO. When he started, everybody looked at him and said, who's this kid? Yeah. And he really, man, he done a phenomenal job. No, he did. Tough, tough market, a real gentleman. Yeah. But he's, he's taken that company forward. No, for sure. I mean, especially, I mean, given the, when the JV came to an end with insurance, I mean, you know, everything had to be built from scratch. Um, so I do think, I mean, I always take my hat off to him. He's done an amazing job and a, quite an amazing person as a human being as well. Yes. You know, so, yeah. But see, there's a beautiful story of someone coming from a, a really, you would say, oh, well, he comes from that background. Yeah. He comes from that experience. Yeah. It counts for nothing. Yeah. When you're standing at the coalface yourself. Yeah. Yes, you might be able to pick up the phone and say, how would you handle this scenario? Mm-hmm. Or around the dinner table to discuss one or two, but at the end of the day, the box ends with you. Exactly. And you've got to carry it. No, and I mean, look, and I mean, look, I mean, um, the outsurance machine is a good machine. Yes. You know, well oiled. So to almost replicate that, and that's why I was also brought in from an analytics point of view. Um, you know, the bar had been set quite high internally within MMI. 
So you know, it, you know, it was it was a good experience for all of us really to be able to you know almost like reestablish that company. Uh, but yeah, it was good, amazing people uh, for three years. Then in my last two years at MMI. I was then working as the product executive for the Africa division. So I was then looking after product uh, development across uh, eight countries on the continent. And that's why you see me wearing these funky pants because then I just really embraced the whole African culture when I was doing all my work across West and East Africa. And that's the moment I walked in. The moment I walked, you walked in and I saw you, the first thing that struck me, actually running his own insurance company, founder, CEO, but yet personality. And, and, and that's something that, you know, that really, really speaks to me because it takes creativity to do what you're doing. And also, I'm quite surprised, a, a, a lot of people in your position would be very, very, you know, hard and driven and they would come across in their tone. that you're very soft and very easygoing. But clearly behind that is, is someone who was very, very focused. Now that I've finished uh, stroking your ego, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's actually talk about the heart of the matter, which is solvency. This is RV on Business. Mutado, you were at MSDI. It was a great trip. It's a great company. I had many, many, 13 very happy years over there. Why the move? Why are you now going to go out on your own, say goodbye to the salary, Goodbye to the security, get on your knees, beg for capital, venture capital. Why? Um, look, I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's really amazing how it all started because it literally was over a coffee station. Um, you know, so there's a, a lot of work that we do in terms of a multi-claimant model which determines the renewal premiums uh, in the event of a person claiming, or even if you don't claim, you know, just, you know, the annual increase that you get. And a lot of work goes into that model. Um, but then, you know, it then hit me, but, you know, that you're only really addressing 10 to 15% of the insured population. So we build very complicated models for 10 to 15% of the insured uh, uh, population. Are you referring to the claimants? The, yeah, the claimants, okay. you know. So I'm like, but then, then why don't we actually... Focus on the non-multi-claimants. Why don't you actually come up with a value proposition for the non uh, for the non-multi-claimants? And that's where it really came about. Uh, and uh, you know, I mean, I did socialize it, uh, but I guess at that time there was just so many other competing priorities in the group itself. And uh, I then said, look, I mean, it's not that nobody says this thing cannot really work. So then that's how I then decided to say, let me go do it myself. Do you know the two most famous business models in South Africa where an idea was taken to a company, mm. one got the guy fired, and the other one they laughed him out of the house. Mm. The one was um, Ackerman, who went to Checkers with his idea for pick and pay, and got fired. And the other one was Adrian Gore, yeah. who went to Liberty with his idea, and they laughed him out of the yeah. house. Yeah. Look where we stand today. Sure. So, yes, it's not unusual for a maverick to come up with an off-the-wall idea, unless the summer doesn't fit in the box. Sure. And that's perfect, because if it fitted in the box, you would still be in the box. Sure. Right. So, the idea came up. And they weren't prepared to listen. Where did you go from there? Um, then I decided uh, that, uh, you know, it was time to, to exit. Um I, RMI, um, they've got an incubator program with Alpha Code where annually they award four businesses about a million rand each um, because Alpha Code is trying to unearth the next discovery, our insurance, uh, you know. 
Um, so in 2017, fortunately then, uh, Solvency was one of the four winners. And uh, that allowed me then at least to be able to use that money to go and build a system. Um, uh, because ultimately I knew that I would still need an underwriter, but at least let me get the front end part right, the custom experience, design the product. Um, so that's what I then did. Um, when after, so then I left MMI uh, in April 2018. And since then, it's been a journey to try and get this thing to, to market. And we finally did that 18 months later in January this year. So you're two months old. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fantastic. Right. Now we've spoken about it. I've been on the website. Sure. I've had a look. What's the basic logic behind what you, sure. what you do? I, I mean, the best way to explain it is, is by really telling a real, real story. A lady, she was insured for 27 years, 1989 to 2006. She had never had a single claim. Where did she live? In a bubble? <laughs> in Johannesburg, <laughs> <fair> enough. <laughs> um, you know? And then the first time she claimed, she, her car was written off. It was a Toyota Corolla, you know, for about 250,000 rand right off. Um, then two months later, somebody reared into her, and uh, her bumper needed to be replaced for another 10,000 rand. Then her insurer, which won't mention, then said goodbye. You're a bad risk. Please find alternative And she'd insurance. been with this insurer for 27 years prior. Well, probably not that insurer, but for 27 years she has not claimed. Right. And her question then is, is this how insurance is supposed to treat me? You know, for 27 years I have not had a single claim. When I need insurance to be there for why, for the reason it's actually set up, that's how I get treated. And that's when you, when you look at the story, you realize that actually she's not alone. Because up to 90% of us will claim less than we'll ever pay in insurance premiums. Um, so what we then decide to do at Solvency is then use a model to say, okay, but how do we get consumers to also benefit from the fact that they're not claiming? Um, you know, because clearly when you're not claiming, you're leaving money on the table, either to subsidize the multi-claimants or that's how insurance companies are making their profit. Which both of them, it's a good thing. It's okay. That's why insurance is there. But if you're not claiming as much as you expect it to, then surely you should be getting some of that money as your own. Um, so what I then decided to do was to ring fence some of that. So as you mentioned, probably following on the medical savings uh, account, we coined a world first insurance savings account where you apportion, a take, you take a portion of your premium and it goes into your insurance savings account. Um, and the insurance savings account then becomes your money. So in the event that you have a claim, you can use the money in the insurance savings account to pay for your excess. If you don't claim, even if you claim, every 12 months, we allow you to withdraw up to half of whatever you've put in there. So this model is clearly saying whether you've claimed or not, as long as there's money in your insurance savings account, it's your money, access up to half of it. Um, and we've kept it at half because I still want people to be in a situation where they still have some money in the event that they claim to pay for an excess. Why? Because if you think about South Africa, we've got a negative, what, last time I checked, 0.2 net savings ratio. Mm -hmm. So even when people have an accident in South Africa, they don't have savings lying around to actually pay for an excess. Even if it's a 2,000, 3,000 rand excess, people will go get an unsecured loan. People will use their credit cards. Remember, what I'm finding now in, in my practice is that the excesses, people are increasing the excesses to lower their monthly premiums. Yeah. And when they claim that those excesses, some of them are eight or nine or 10,000 rand. Sure. And you know, where do you get the money from? 
Is there any reward for rolling the money over on an annual basis? Sure. I mean, look, because the, sa- the insurance savings account, then it's in, it's in your name, it's your money, it accrues interest, uh, it's money market rates, uh, we're looking at about 5 to 7.5%. Um, and you can choose every 12 months, you can withdraw up to half of what you've put in over the last 12 months or keep it there and it continues growing and earning interest. Now, we say it's a seamless way. You've just used your car and household premiums to build a savings or investment uh, account for yourself. Uh, you're not paying more because unlike previous models, people say, okay, it's like a buy an excess buy which you're actually paying for. Here I'm saying no. Use the fact that you're not claiming to convert some of those premiums into your own asset, uh, and that's why the name Solvents, because we're creating assets for people. Do you guys have a zero-access model also available? No. Um, you see, because the zero-access model, you pay for it, you know. So, you know, and I mean, this is one thing that actually I'm going to be writing something about it now in March, because to bring down your excess to zero, your your premium goes up, Correct. meaning you're actually buying insurance. So it's like you're buying insurance twice. But I'm saying that given that we know that up to 90% of us will claim less than we'll ever pay in insurance premiums, you're better off taking that money, putting it into your own savings account, because then in the event that you don't claim, even if you do claim, it's your money. But if you put it in there, then you've lost it altogether. You know, so we, we, we have a fixed uh, minimum of 4,000 rand excess. And you can increase your excess all the way up to 10,000 rands. So the more you increase your excess, then we, the more we put into your insurance savings account. So the premium doesn't change. It the just creates premium doesn't the, change. Okay. So Nathan wants to know here, what happens if I'm with you guys for five years, built up a savings account, and then I cancel the insurance for whatever reason? What happens to the balance in that account? We pay it straight into your bank account. The full amount. The full amount. No, no charge, no... Because it's your money, remember? So it's, 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 it's your money. Okay. So the end of the day, you guys are really competing in a very difficult market. We've mm-hmm. got insurance, for example, where if you don't claim for a certain period of time, you get something back, that out bonus. Yes, it's contingent on whether you claim or you don't. You've got discovery, for example, where the claim's got actually nothing to do with what you get back. It's mm-hmm. all got to do with how you drive and sure. your fuel reward and the whole story. And it's almost a, a fixed maximum amount. Um, but all of those, the money sort of comes back to you without much responsibility in the sense as to where it's being put. It goes into your current account and mm. before you know it, you've spent it. Mm. What you guys are doing is creating a savings pocket, so sure. to speak, sure. so that it's there, but you have to think twice before you touch it. Sure. No, because, I mean, um, I mean, the, the, the biggest differentiator, I guess, is that, that we say even with cashback models, you have to be claim free. For three years um, And we're saying But why If The only thing That should really matter Is how much I'm claiming Relative to how much I'm paying in premiums yes. Okay But um, When we're creating This savings account I mean it's a first Which insurance company In South Africa Gives you interest On your premiums uh, You know So so we're saying Look Just be smart um, we, we, We're allowing you To earn Because Insurance companies Also we invest The premiums that we get And Correct. earn investment Income on them and the consumer doesn't participate in that. So this is a good model that says, actually, the money that we put aside, the consumer should also then benefit in the interest that insurers earn on those premiums. Another question has come through, which I wasn't quite sure if I was going to ask or not, but since the listeners want to hear, sure. 
your current premiums, are they in line with the major online insurers that, that are available to us today? We're very, I mean, we, we're not more expensive. We're not cheaper. We, we, we still price um, um, adequately for the risk. So we, 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 we're competitive. So let me ask you this, just from my experience, you're a new kid on the block. Sure. You don't have critical mass. Sure. How do you price like that? Um, look, I mean, it, on my side, I mean, it does come with some experience. Yes. Uh, you know, but clearly then what we, what, what, what we're trying to do is to say our model itself lends itself to attracting people with good behavior. Yes. You know, so we might misprice, but I know that I'm getting an Avi who is claim free for three, four, five years. Um, so in the long run, it should balance out, uh, give or take. So, I mean, we are vulnerable because we're still small, so there'll be volatility on our side. But it's a it's a it's a long game that we're willing to walk with our consumers, and uh, eventually, it should benefit us both. Okay, so we're up and running. We've got a few months before we run to the break. What are your what's your where where do, where do you want solvency to be at the end of this year? Well, I mean, look, for us, it, we just want to break even, you know. So, <laughs> no, I mean, I say this facetiously, but I mean, we 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 need three thousand clients to break even, right? So, and that's that's my goal, you know. I'm not, and and why why that model is very important is because, um, you know, a normal insurer needs about sixty seventy thousand clients. Yes, you know. So we're being lean because we are using technology. So I mean, you can go onto our website, uh, solvency.co.za. Very nice website, by the way. Thank you. You know, so it's slick, it's quick. But as a result of that, we're reducing all the expenses that come with uh, with having a huge office and huge staff complement because that cost just gets passed on to the consumer. So it's really to break even, but uh, then then certainly then to go for a funding round uh, so that we can then get funds to then just scale because I think I also want to be fair to investors, respect the capital to say when you come on board, literally every cent now goes on to scaling the business versus putting it into uh, OPEX and CAPEX. So two questions have come through. The first one is that you refer often to the we. Yeah. Who's the we? It's the royal plural. I mean, I'm, I'm the founder, but I've got a team. You know, so I've got okay. a data scientist. I've got a head of marketing. Um, I guess, I guess it's the royal plural we. Um. Okay. So something <laughs> I find fascinating. Yeah. You got an idea at the coffee station. Yeah. You went back to your desk. You chatted to the guy next to you. He looked at you and said to you, "Don't know what you put in your coffee, but I'm much sure it's quite legal." And then you went home and you thought about it. When you made the decision, who did you turn around to? Who did you ask to be your support team? Who did you approach? Um, yeah, there was a, a mentor of mine at MMI. You know, so we served together in the transformation forum. And when I bounced this off him, and he was so supportive, you know, he took me then to the former CEO Nicholas to say, "Listen to this guy," you know, and he just kept spurring me on, you know. Um, um, Family, I guess my, my siblings have also been a very good, um, um, and my wife, I mean, I can never forget her, you know, but, but I guess in, in the technical world, you know, it, I get, it's every, nobody sees the vision, you know, everybody says, yeah, I mean, mathematically it works, but, uh, you know, and I guess that's why you really have to just be crazy to do what you're doing, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Stanley was, was, was a good guy for me as well as my wife and my siblings. You know, it's just interesting. I remember being in second year auditing yeah. and auditor, the lecturer telling us that his father-in-law had started a drilling company. I don't know if it was piling or drilling or whatever, but he started with his best friend who was an accountant. Uh-huh. And we were doing accountancy. And after he said, after the third insolvency of that business, he told his friend, not, we're no longer partners. 
you'll be the my accountant for the business, and I'm a hundred percent shareholder. And the business went and it flourished wow. because obviously he, you know, sometimes just go beyond the envelope. You could go beyond yeah. which where your comfort zone sure. is. And someone who's very exacting is not able to do that. And it's not going to work. It's not this. It's mm-hmm. not this. It does. As long as it's legal, mm-hmm. push the boundary as sure. far as you can go. Sure. Where you stand now, if you could turn the clock back, mm-hmm. would you do it again? I would. You know, um, it's not easy, but definitely I would. Um, I think one thing you, you touched on it earlier when you're talking about different backgrounds uh, that we come across and stuff. And, and when I look at my own life, you know, um, there's there's a good consistent thread of sponsors and, funny enough, white males, you know, that, that, that were there. And and when I look at it, when I jumped out now, because Genric Insurance Company are actually our underwriter. Right. Um, you know, so even walking in there, Cornell Schumann, I mean, he, he, he was great, you know. So to be able to experience that and to see another lens of South Africa, which talks about inclusivity, um, which talks about progressive thinking. Uh, I mean, I think I've experienced something that many people will never get to experience, just the ability to just see that it's possible to just come together and build something together as a nation. You know, So without a doubt, I'd, I'd, I would not think twice, I'll do it again. What I'm loving about what you're saying is that th- the help was absolutely genuine because people saw... Someone who needed help and potential in that person. Mm-hmm. It wasn't out of pity. It wasn't out of guilt. Mm-hmm. It was there to help. And often the reward for helping is watching the success happen and hearing a conversation like this happen where you can almost be guaranteed that Mutado, Mutado, when you will turn around in the future and be the same mentor as the mentorship that you had. Sure. And that's the only way we're going to build this country. Sure. No, without a doubt. Okay, Craig, we need to, we want to take a break because when we come back, we're going to move a little bit away because really what I want to discuss is the milieu at the moment, where you sit, where you find yourself and just to talk harshly and bluntly to it mm. because at the end of the day, you're not going anywhere and mm. neither are your kids. Mm. And how are we going to build a country mm. that is going to be inclusive, it's going to be productive, mm. is going to be progressive, mm. and at the same time, it's going to be realistic. Let's take a quick break. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 Chai FM. It is 20 minutes to one. And in studio with me is the CEO and founder of the insurance company Solvency, Motado Mahamba. Let's talk generically. We are sitting in South Africa 2020. You've started a new company. You've won a entrepreneurship a scholarship or business um, competition, so to speak. That gave you a cash injection. Pretty soon you're going to have to go back to the market for more mm. because a new business is just hungry. And we all know that insurance companies are very hungry in the beginning. It's just, mm-hmm. even though you've grown it organically, you're using technology, but the moment you start scaling, scaling just costs money. Is this the right com- country to be doing it? Should we not looking at Botswana, if it's with its 4 million rand, 4 million population, going to the States, going to the UK with this idea? Why here, besides the fact that you're South Africa, isn't this place falling apart? No, no. I mean, look, I think, I think for if us, if you could see his face, it's almost like I just slapped him across the face when I said that. <laughs> no, because w- w- when I look at it, it's, it, I mean, where, where else are you going to get an opportunity for fintech to thrive like it's doing in South Africa? Look, we may not have the investment community like you'd have in the states with Silicon Valley, 
But, you know, um, I'm here in short-term insurance. There are other startups in Credit Life, uh, the, the Yalus of this world, where you can see that the, there's fertile ground for people to innovate and to actually solve problems. So I think, look, if you just solve the electricity problem, this country, really, it's, it's, it's got nothing but potential to do great things. So that's your, your simple uh, question yeah. is at the end of the day, this is clutter, it's noise, it's, it's reality, but we had to build and we had to go forward. Yeah, no, certainly. And I mean, look, I mean, the, the South Africans, or, I mean, even in my profession, uh, you know, we, we always bring about the best talent, even in the world. You know, so, so then why, why leave South Africa to go do it elsewhere? You know, so, I mean, people want our skills to come in and better their own communities and their own environments. You know, so that's why I'm even proud of the things like I'm saying, because it really talks about the potential that we have, because we, we are the people to solve the problems, not, not anyone else. And that's, that, that's what how I just feel about, um, South Africa. Now, it's interesting you said, because in December I did quite a big trip overseas, looked at different insurance models around the world. And I keep coming back to the fact that there are three fields in South Africa where we are absolute world leaders as far as the citizens, citizenry are, con- are concerned. Mm-hmm. Number one is banking. Mm-hmm. Our, our banking is just mm-hmm. leagues ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes, it might be a monopoly in a sort. You only got the big four and now maybe a five or a six. But at the end it of the works. day, <laughs> it works. You can get an ATM at v- in vendor yeah. and an ATM in Cape Town. Yeah. I don't care which bank, it's going to work. Yeah. And I mean, even when I was doing my travels on the continent, I just pull out this very same card, put it anywhere in the world, and, I've, you know, and I'm okay. Absolutely. And if you are in certain banks and certain echelons, you can just pick up the phone mm-hmm. and say, hey, I'm here, I've got a problem, and mm-hmm. it gets solved. Mm-hmm. You, can't really, you can't do it in the UK, and mm-hmm. you certainly can't do it in America, mm-hmm. unless you're in the town or city where your bank is. Sure. The other thing is insurance. We are streets ahead. Light years ahead of most of the world. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you can be anywhere in the country, get the same insurance, get benefits, get this, get that. Mm -hmm. Yes, you might have to jump through hoops of fire of different natures. But that's your choice. You've got a choice. You've got a small business board as to where you want to go. And the third area is medicine. We've got a major problem in public facilities, no doubt. But you'll speak to people who know the public facilities, who've navigated their way through it for their particular ailment. Okay. And I'll turn around and say it's improving all the time. Wow. It's got problems, but it's improving. But the private healthcare, moment you've got a medical aid and you've got a decent plan, the fact that you need to see a specialist today, mm-hmm. you might have to wait. Mm. He or she might be in surgery mm. or have to refer you to a colleague, but you will see that specialist today or maybe tomorrow morning. Sure. You're not going to have a child with an earache that waits two weeks sure. to see an ENT on national health. Sure. It's just not going to happen sure. if you've got private. And we take that absolutely for granted. Sure. Um, I drove to maybe the fourth area. I drove to work this morning and all the roads through Houghton were gridlocked and M1 was gridlocked and then it was a chaotic. So it doesn't really affect me because I just got to get through the traffic diagonally and then I'm in my office. So I'm fine. Sure. But uh, I picked up my head at half past nine, looked out the window. Traffic was gone. Sure. Walked to the reception, looked out the window onto Central Road. Gone. At the end of the day, you, our road structure and infrastructure is brilliant. Sure. You go to New York City. You know, in New York City, very few people buy cars. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. lease them. Mm-hmm. Why? Because after three or four years, the transmissions and the suspensions are shot wow. because of the snow and the heat and the, and the volume of traffic. The roads are just 
tortured. Sure. So your car gets hammered. <laughs> and we just have so much positive going over here. And sometimes it's important just to uncover that and, sure. and take it forward. And I mean, I mean, cause I can only, you know, I can comment on the, especially on the insurance side of things, you know, I mean, everybody, I mean, it's the buzzword, right? The fourth industrial revolution, right? But if you look at the models that we actually, or the businesses that are coming out of South Africa, you know, with solvency and uh, others, we actually developing even world class, you know, far superior solutions that you actually finding elsewhere in the world. Uh, you know, and, and because risk is such an important thing, because this is the thing that always sets people back economically and in terms of their financial wellness, that South Africa is always able to innovate and come up with solutions that actually make people in a better position financially. Uh, that, that's just, that's just awesome, you know. So, so yeah, I mean, it's got its niggles here and there, but certainly we, we, we're at the cutting edge of, of, of innovation anywhere in the world. The soft-spoken, the maverick, the deep thinker, because I think that's what you are. Um, you've really taken the bull by the horns and you've gone out there and you've come up with a new concept and a new idea in a saturated market, market full of competition and innovation. And with those innovators and, and mavericks, they've got deep, deep pockets. Sure. So you've really taken a brave move. How do people find you? How do people get hold of you? How do people interact with you? So the best way to do that is on our website because our website actually also kicks off the two-minute journey to even get your quote and get insured. So our our domain, it's uh, www. It's not two minutes. Two minutes, 46 seconds is the video. No, to, when you do your own quote. But that video is good. Okay, great. I watched it. Great. And I've got a concentration span of about 10 seconds. Yes, and I watched the whole thing. Wow. I like the interaction. Sure. I like the cleverness of it. I like the simplicity of it. Sure. I like it, it's engaging. And when I left, I understood the product. Sure. You know, and then look, and that's what, you know, so, and this is where you always have to also question things because I was being told it has to be a 30 second video. But I'm like, no, I, I need to educate. And somebody, you know, by telling the story, people will resonate and they'll see, okay, fine, what's in it for me? And that's what the video ultimately, you know, explains. So certainly going to a website, you'll find that fantastic video, which will thoroughly help you to understand the product. Uh, get your quote on there. Everything is online. Uh, within two, three minutes, you're able then to get uh, to get your, your, your policy. And look, I mean, uh, it is tough. Uh, there's, not, there's not a huge investment uh, community out there. We are, and we continue looking for investors to come and invest into solvency. And, uh, you know, we can find us on info at solvency. The, our contact details are also on, on our website. Uh, because I could also wish if I could get an investor in now and just really start growing the business aggressively, even versus even waiting for the nine months which I've put ahead. You know, so on Facebook, solvency underscore insurance. Fantastic. And the website is solvency.co.za. Solvency.co.za. Great. Mutado, thank you so much. It's been an absolute honor having you here, and I wish you everything of the best. And from my point of view, if you need our help here at High FM, we're always here to support young, hungry startups in the country. And if you know we can help in any way to just make another company successful, we know that in our small way, we've contributed to the growth of the country to the growth of families, the growth of individuals. And just like you were shown 
help throughout your career, we're more than happy to do that for you. Thanks so much for Thank coming you. in. Thank you for having me. Craig, thanks so much for pushing the buttons. Just let everybody know I'm not going to be here next week. Next week I'm going to be um, traveling to Israel, so I will not be here, but I will be here the week after. Thanks so much and goodbye.